Welcome to the RUBSC podcast, Finding Your Triathlon Why, sponsored by BSC Multisport. I'm Todd. I'm here with Jordan. Hi, guys. And Coach Scott. Hey, guys. And today we'd like to dig into the topic for um, the beginner triathlete and what do I need to be successful for my first race. So we wanted to explore a little bit about setting up um, our goal, setting up our equipment, knowing what I actually need to be successful in my prep and um, my outcome of my first race, and just some other things that the beginner triathlete should know um, as they enter the sport. So Coach Scott, maybe you could get us started off with a little bit of information about what the beginner triathlete should do to approach starting off and planning for their very first race. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about gear, but maybe you can get us set up with just a little bit about um, what the mindset and how we should set a goal for that first race. Well, going into your, your very first race, um, the first thing you probably should do is just figure out what, what it is that you want to do with the race. Are you there because you just think it'd be cool to do it and you want to go have a good time, so you just you want to finish the race, or are you there because you want to win the race? Those are vastly different goals for the day. So once you've defined that, it's a lot easier to understand where you need to be as far as preparation, as far as gear, and so on and so forth. So I, I think we're going to be talking specifically to the real beginner. This is their first race, um, first time you've considered doing a triathlon, or you know, second time you're you're early in your triathlon career. And so for that individual, um, you want to have a good time, and and you want to begin to build confidence. Um, as you build confidence, then you start to look at go faster and going longer, perhaps. Um, a lot of people that start with a sprint triathlon, they're, they're looking to ultimately do an Ironman triathlon at some point. So that's all a matter of building confidence through the process. And for most age group triathletes, um, unless you started as a swimmer back in the day, most age group triathletes struggle with the swim. And the biggest reason for that is because they're not preparing properly. And so that would be an area that I would look to um, early on. Is, is your swim preparation. It's not just a matter of getting in the water and swimming because te uh, technique is very important in swimming. Um, it's probably most important in swimming because water is such a dense medium that you're trying to get through. Um, it, it will highlight your flaws, your technique flaws, and, and it, it will make it tough. And so the best thing I can recommend is get with a qualified coach or instructor. Get some lessons. And I know you learned how to swim as a kid. This isn't the same. If you've not swam competitively to try to go faster, it's not the same as splashing around in the water, playing Marco Polo and those types of things. So get with an instructor, get with a coach. If you can't do that, find a coach that can do uh, remote video analysis and help you with your technique to bring things together. And I wanna say one thing um, right now with the COVID shutdown, we've not been doing it, but Team BSC Multisport, we do offer um, coached swim sessions, and we generally do those, we'll be doing those once every couple of weeks. And so that would give you an opportunity if you're local to get in the water, have a coach on deck that will help you with your technique and, and help you get things sorted out. As your technique improves, you become more efficient. As you become more efficient, you become faster. As far as what you need for the swim, you need a swimsuit, obviously, and ideally a pair of goggles. I'd argue you should learn how to swim without goggles because sometimes you'll lose them. And yes, you can swim in the water, even in open water without goggles. I, I used to do open water swims in the ocean without goggles. So you can do that, learn to do it. Um, but you'll, 
ideally have a pair of goggles. Um, the swimsuit, um, we'll probably get more into triathlon suits in a little bit, but if you have a triathlon suit that can be used during the swim, the bike and the run. So uh, there are different options there. And, and for a beginner, I, that's what I do. I go and I and find a triathlon suit that can serve as what I wear in the water, what I wear in the bike and what I wear in the run. Um, but the, the biggest piece of advice I can give is get with a coach or find a way to get a coach's feedback uh, mm-hmm. to help you in the water. So you've got your goggles, you've got your swimsuit or your swim jammers, so you can at least get in the pool, right, and start swimming laps. And you may have looked at getting a coach to um, start, you know, giving you some structured or at least analyzing your swim stroke. But what about a watch? What about something to time myself? Um, What do you recommend there for the beginner triathlete? Well, I I like to see all my athletes with a watch. Um, Garmin has a whole line of watches. For, for a sprint, you could, you could go the Vivo Active, one of the lower end watches. Um, if you're going to be doing longer course or long course triathlon, you might be looking at a Phoenix, um, the 935, the 945, I think mm-hmm. it is. Um, some of the more expensive watches, certainly there's other brands, Polar makes watches, um, Ambit makes watches that you can look at. Uh, some sort of a GPS watch because it'll, it'll record running, it'll record cycling. Um, also on the bike, if, if when you progress, if you ever get a power meter, the more expensive watches will, will interface with the power meters and so forth. So um, early on, a, a Vivo Active, something on those lines will work as you move on to, excuse me, to longer distances than some of the more expensive watches. If, if you're in this for the long haul, you know you're going to be um, going longer. If your ultimate goal is to do a long course triathlon, then spend the money now so you don't have to spend the money twice. Um, and so that would be, you can still find Garmin 920s um, available. They're used, but you can still find them. You can find 935s, Phoenixes. Um, and, and so any of those watches is a good investment to start. Yep, so you got your goggles, I got my swim gear, and um, possibly I've invested in my first watch. So now I'm thinking, okay, I can get in the water and swim some laps. I get out of the water and I'm gonna have to start training on the bike. And I've got a bike in the garage, uh, might have an old helmet, pair of shoes. Um, Jordan, why don't you walk us through some of the basics with, um, with what's required for my first race um, and my first bike? So the two things that are going to be required are going to be a bike and a helmet. I would definitely recommend not going with an old helmet. You want to make sure that your safety is of utmost importance. Um, make sure that your bike is in good working order and that all the parts, the brakes work properly. Um, If you don't know how to do that, having a good bike mechanic that can do a little tune up at the shop um, is a great, it's, that's a great investment. Safety first, that's the most important part with the bike. Uh, Do you need a triathlon bike? Do you need a road bike? No. You can use whatever bike you have, you know, in the garage Heck, if you don't have a bike, you can borrow a bike from a friend. Just make sure you have a little bit of time on it so you get comfortable with it. You make sure that that it feels good and that it's sized appropriately for you. Um, I don't think it would be a great idea if I went out and tried to ride my eight-year-old Joshua's bike for a race. That would um, probably not end well, but uh, you don't have to go out, buy a new bike. However, if you know that you do want to go down that road there are a lot of options out there and there are bikes you know 
good quality bikes that you can get for several hundred dollars up to bikes that might cost more than most people's cars. Um, it's just whatever you want with the bike, that's okay. Um, don't try anything brand new on race day. So don't borrow a new bike just for the race. Um, make sure that you've had some time on it. Make sure that you feel comfortable on the bike um, and make sure that you're safe. I would also say it's good to have a pair of glasses, um, sunglasses if it's sunny or clear glasses if it's not. The last thing you want is to get a bug in your eye when you're riding on a bike. That, that could turn into a very bad situation. Um, but other than that, make sure that you're safe. That safety is the most important part on the bike and you'll, you'll be fine. So thanks, Jordan. I think, um, you know, I've got my bike or I borrowed a bike from a friend. I've got my helmet, my glasses, and probably the only other thing that maybe I'd have a question as a beginner triathlete is hydration on the bike. So maybe what would you recommend there? Cause I've seen all these front, you know, contraptions that I can strap on the front. I've got stuff that I can strap on the back. What do I need to start out with? for training and racing? Um. It will depend on the, the length of the race. Um, you know, if I'm most sprint races are somewhere between 10 to 15 miles, um, really for something like that, if you have one water bottle in a water bottle holder, you're gonna be fine. Um, if you're starting to look at some of the longer races, there's a lot of hydration. There's hydration you can put behind your seat or in your aero bars. But for most people, um, if you're sticking to a sprint or even an Olympic, um, you know, one water bottle for a sprint, two water bottles for an Olympic. Um, if it is going to be extremely sunny and hot, um, then you might want to look at a little bit more hydration. Um, but otherwise, for most of those shorter course races, one or two water bottles in the frame, that's, that's plenty. That sounds good. So I've got my water bottle cage and my water bottle on my bike too. One other question I have as a beginner triathlete for the bike then is, do I need to have special shoes and clips? I see all these different ways you can clip on the bike and be secure, but I'm nervous that I might clip in and not be able to get out the bike. What do you recommend as I'm starting out? If you're just starting out and you want to, you know, start with, you know, the clipless pedals where you can get on the bike and clip in and then your shoes are connected. You need to have, you need to spend a little bit of time um, practicing with that. So those types of shoes, I, you're gonna fall when you first start practicing. I fell probably more times than most people. And almost every time was just when I was coming up to a stoplight and just bam, over. Um, it, it's normal, everybody is gonna do it. So don't do it on race day. Use flat pedals, use, you know, the same shoes that you're going to run in. Um, race day, just keep it simple, especially for your first race. Um, I, I still go out to races and I see all these people doing these flying mounts where they're running with their shoes off, their shoes are already clipped into their bike. I'm not going to do that because I haven't practiced that. I'm probably not coordinated enough to do that. Um, it's gonna save me, you know, a few seconds over the course of a race probably, which, yeah, I do care about my time. But if I fall over doing that, that's gonna cost me a lot more time. Yeah. So 
don't make it more complicated than it needs to be. Um, but the biggest thing is just practice and get comfortable. No, it's a good point about keeping it simple, right? So um, we don't, as beginners, we don't necessarily need to have every single piece of gear right off from the start. If you start with these basics, um, it, it, it's going to help you have a successful entry into the sport, and then it'll help you continue on. So as you mentioned, like the flat pedals on a bike with your running shoes, that makes transition coming off the bike to the run so much easier. And for run training, all you really need is a good pair of running shoes. And I would recommend... Um, I know that I've, I've ran in a number of different models, a number of different um, setups uh, throughout my running career. But once I really went to the running store and had an analysis to make sure that I was in the right shoe for my type of running, the type of pronation, supination, if I was a heel striker, four foot striker, they analyzed me and got me in the right shoe. It changed everything. So if you're going to invest in one pair of running shoes, make sure they're a good type of running shoe. And if you have the ability to go have someone analyze that at a store for free, usually that can set you up for really good success on the run. And other than a watch to tr time your training and your actual race, the shoes are the only thing you really need. Um, and a good pair of running shoes, you can run out the front door and do your training uh, in the mornings and the evenings um, during the day and be successful and those shoes will carry you through to race day as well. So there isn't a lot of extra gear that you really need and it's up to you personal preference on hat or visor and sunglasses, but really the running shoes are the key to completing the race and having a successful finish. So coach, do you have any other um, comments or suggestions about the gear and just the beginner triathlete of getting started off? One thing I wanted to say is when Jordan was talking about the bike, a lot of people are under the misimpression that you have to do the race distance on the bike. Certainly for a sprint or an Olympic, that's much easier to do. But for an Ironman, you, you don't necessarily have to do that full 112 miles every single time you ride. Um, endurance is, is the sum total of everything that you do rather than the individual runs or, or rides that you do. So as you get started, just build your endurance gradually. Get on the bike and ride. Can you ride for 10 minutes? Then maybe next time 15 minutes, next time 20 minutes. Just gradually work up to it. Same thing on the run. Um, if you've not done anything, especially the true beginners, uh, if there's any number of, of what's called Couch to 5K programs. Most of them are free. You can go online, you can look, you can go to our website. We've got a free Couch to 5K program available um, that will guide you through literally sitting on the couch to being able to do a 5K at night. And, and so having that structured program to any beginner as you begin your training, I would encourage you to find a plan, a training plan. Like I said, there's any number of free plans available. Uh, if you become a member of Team BSC, uh, there's a number of plans available, would be a number of plans available to you that will walk you through, couch to sprints, couch to, couch to Olympic, um, where you have that structure that you know, this is the training I do today, and it's all laid out for you. So you don't have to think about it. If you follow the training consistently, then you will be prepared. And so for the, for the beginner, that's, that's going to be really important is having that structured training, that consistent training to get you to what your goal is. I, I think training brings the most important part going into your first triathlon, which is confidence. If you're confident in, you know, that you're going to be able to finish that race and you're prepared then you're gonna have a good day. Um, just be confident in the gear that you've selected. 
be confident in the training that you've put in and it's, it's going to be a good race. Yep. I, I say to my athletes all the time, trust your training and we'll get to a race and it'll be, it'll be really hot. Uh, Jordan had one where it was just brutally hot and, and he was a little concerned and, and I just said, trust your training, trust what you've done. It will get you through. Um, and, and so bottom line, that's it, the confidence. You, if you do the training right, if you put the training in, you'll have the confidence on race day to know that you're not going to face anything that you've not already overcome in training. So with that, now I've got my training plan. I've got my swim gear. I've got a bike and a helmet, and I've got my run shoes. So now I'm starting to train, and I'm following my plan leading up to race day. What do I wear on race day? And I'm sure that's um, a, a lot of us actually had those same questions when we first got into the sport as well. And the requirements for what you wear um, have changed through the years as well. Um, knowing that certain um, races, even like Ironman, require a shirt for men and women, there's certain things that you have to be aware of. But back in the day, and I know Coach, you can talk to this um, about just wearing a Speedo, right? The men used to just wear Speedos in the races. but. Um, really, it's 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 understanding what's going to be comfortable for you. So, um, Coach, what do you recommend for the beginner triathlete to train in? And then maybe I'll come to you, Jordan, we can talk about what you like to race in and what the beginner should think about. Well, Todd, like like you had said, the first thing is make sure you understand the rules. Um, USAT and, and WTC, which is Ironman, they have different rules, and and it. It is different on what you can wear in a USAT event. You still can wear a speedo, um, and so ideally, you're going to be wearing the same thing through the entire day. For longer events, it's not uncommon to see people wear jammers for the swim, and then switch to a complete clothing change to a cycling kit for the for the bike, and then do a complete change to running gear for the run. That's going to slow you down in transitions. For shorter events, for for sprints and Olympics, there's, there's normally not a changing tent, so you're not going to have the ability to do that. And so um, for training, swim jammers is what you need for swimming. You, you certainly can wear a Speedo. I, I don't remember the last time I actually saw somebody in a Speedo in the pool, the Speedo being the, what looked like the briefs, men's briefs. Um, jammers are you know, mid-thigh, um, go down your legs. Um, either way, you, you need something you can swim in. Certainly you could get just your old swimsuit that, <clears throat> that you wore to the beach or wore to the lake, but that's going to be a lot of drag, which you might argue in training, that's a good thing, but you don't, you'll be better with the, with the jammers. Um, for the bike, uh, cycling shorts and have pad in them, um, just so that, so that you don't get the calluses back where you don't want calluses. Um, triathlon suits have a, what's called a chamois, which is a thinner pad. Personally, I prefer the pad that's in a triathlon suit to the pad that's in cycling shorts, but that's my preference. Not everybody's like that. For the run, just pair of gym shorts and you're good to go. So race day, um, I'll let Jordan speak to that, but it's a little bit different. Yeah, I think uh, one thing to point out is don't wear bike shorts for a swim. And when I'm saying bike shorts, those are the ones with the thicker pad because those will soak up the water. And so when you sit back on the bike, you're just gonna drain a bunch of water out of your backside. Uh, and I've seen that happen. So you wanna make sure that you find a triathlon specific pad 
um, if you're going to wear it all the way through. Personally, I like the one-piece tri-suit, and I like one that actually goes down and covers my whole shoulders. You can get tri-suits that, you know, are narrower and basically like sleeveless. Um, I don't like my shoulders exposed just because I like to keep it covered from the sun and the run. I find I actually stay a little bit cooler um, when I have that on. So it's like a one-piece a one tri-suit. I wear it all the way from the swim, through the bike, through the run. Um, normally they're, they're all a really thin material, very easy um, to just evaporate, um, you know, sweat. I'm, I tend to be a pretty big sweater. So um, you don't want any type of material that will just kind of hold on to it. Like mm -hmm. cotton would not be a friend on race day that would, uh, that would lead to a lot of uh, chafing and that's no, nobody ever enjoys that. Um, so I just like to keep it simple. One tri suit. There's a lot of different options on there. Um, I like tri suits that are a little bit, uh, stand out a little bit. So if you ever see our uh, BSC tri suit, it's, uh, it's a little bit out there in your face. So most people will recognize my tri suit when I run by, hopefully, I'm running past them and not the opposite way, but eh, there's always, there's always both ways that happen. You bring up a good point though, Jordan, is that just be comfortable in the, the gear that you are going to plan for race day. It needs to be appropriate. If you're going to wear the same thing from the swim to the bike, to the run, um, do a little, um, test with some different clothing as a beginner to make sure you're comfortable in training that then that'll translate to, to comfort in the race. Um, and then also considering that you might have some fans, family and, and friends there cheering you on, um, there'll be a sea of black and red, right? So if you can pick a color that stands out, it helps your family and friends see you. So um, good, good point with the Team BSC kit because it does stand out and allows, um, allows everyone to see us coming and passing um, our, <laughs> our fellow athletes in race day. But it just, it's about comfort. It is about comfort and it's about um, feeling that, that that leads to the confidence, right, that you mentioned, Jordan. Yep. You know, speaking to the comfort, we, a couple of years ago, when we had our first BSC tri-suit, um, there was a comfort issue with it, um, Todd, if you recall. And um, we had some problems with that. And, and so we actually made a change. We changed suppliers just mm -hmm. for that reason, because of the comfort. Um, and, that, and that's really important. If you're not comfortable, you're going to have a hard time getting through the race. Your, your thoughts are going to be going to, oh, that silly zipper, it's causing problems rather than the race. So right. make sure you're comfortable in right. whatever you're wearing. Yeah. And that goes back to um, one of the first rules of being a beginner triathlete and never try something new on race day. Yeah. Right. And we've mentioned that a couple times throughout the gear that we're selecting, the clothing that we're selecting, and how we're training so that um, on race day, we're not experiencing something for the first time, unless it's an emergency or something happens in the race. And you also then can, you know, prepare mentally for that in your following your training plan. Um, I wanted to touch real quick on nutrition. We'll probably do a whole topic on nutrition in the future, but for the beginner triathlete coach, what do you recommend during training for the beginner triathlete, um, for nutrition, just on the bike or on the run, um, even on the swim? Um, just to kind of get my head wrapped around, I'm starting out, what should I have, what should I plan for as I'm training? Okay, first thing is, is um, fluid, water. Um, <clears throat> ideally, you're, you're drinking as much as you're sweating. There's ways you can figure that out, and, and we'll do another whole podcast on that at some point. But 
You want to be taking in sufficient water that you don't dehydrate. Um, as you begin to dehydrate, your body starts shutting down. And <clears throat> you will get to a point if you dehydrate enough where you'll just collapse and be on the ground. And so hydration is, is first. That's the most important. If you're exercising less than about an hour, you probably don't need to worry about nutrition, assuming you're eating a, a reasonably good diet um, most of the time. When you get up above about 60 minutes of exercise, then you'll want to start taking in something during your run or swim or bike. Um, and Gatorade works fine. Gatorade has electrolytes, which will replace the sodium that, that you're losing through sweating and so forth. Um, it also has a few calories in it, so that will give you some of that additional fuel that you need um, as your body goes through the, the expensive energy that you've got stored in your body. Um, I recommend infinite nutrition as far as liquid nutrition. Certainly if you're going long, um, you need more than Gatorade. Um, that's not a slam on Gatorade, but there are products out there that are specifically designed with sufficient calories to get you through a longer race. Um, sufficient calories being you, the target is, is 200 to 300 calories per hour. Um, you won't be able to process quite that much, but if you're taking that many in, you'll be replacing what you're losing, and so you'll be good. For the beginner triathlete doing a sprint, you don't need to take in that much nutrition, but be aware that when you're exercising and training that you may need to. If you go out and it, if your, your sprint ride is going to be 12 miles, but you're actually training down the road for something longer, so you're doing 20-mile rides, 30-mile rides, 40-mile rides, you're going to need to take in additional nutrition. So just be aware of that. And the target is 200 to 300 calories per hour. There's ways to do that. Um, and, and Gatorade's a good start. And then, like I said, there's, there's Hammer Nutrition, there's Infinite Nutrition. Um, there's any number of products out there. There's Cliff Bars, there's Cliff Blocks, there's Gels. Um, all of those work. The, the liquid nutrition is, in my opinion, by far the easiest on the bike. And Gels are probably easiest on the run. But I, you know, that's, that's a matter of personal so we covered the gear, we covered the prep, and we covered a little bit about what to wear on race day. I think that gave um, a beginner triathlete a pretty good concept and idea of what I need to do to really be successful and have some confidence going into my first race. So thank you guys. I really appreciate covering um, this topic today. It's quite helpful to just get our heads wrapped around what we actually need to start off in the sport. And as we advance, obviously that gear and the prep and everything evolves with our abilities in the sport. The basic thing is be confident and have fun and just enjoy the ride because part of it is just the journey getting there. And then race day will just fall into place for you and you'll have a great day no matter what if you prepared and just thought through some things to keep it simple and be effective on in your training and in your racing. So thanks guys. For, for those listening in, um, if you have questions um, and you're new to the sport, please check out our website at bscmultisport.com and our team page where you can join and get access to many of the things that we just spoke and plus a bunch of other resources on our forums and in our pages there for the team members that I think is really valuable for a new beginner triathlete. Join us at the team um, uh, website as well as um, follow us on our YouTube channel and for future podcasts. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.